Hi there, and welcome to The Paladin Code, and this is the very, very, very first episode of the podcast, The Paladin Code. My name is Jim Varley, and I'll be your host, and hopefully I'll be your host for all of the episodes, and there'll be a lot of them, so hopefully you like it, and we'll come back and listen to more. I've got to tell you, gentlemen, ladies, whoever may be listening to here, that men are lost today. Men don't know what our role in society is. Men don't know what our role in our homes are. We have forgotten as men, as a whole, what it is to be men. I don't know when this happened. I don't know if this happened in my lifetime. I don't know if this has been a long time coming. I don't know if this has always been the way it's been. But we have forgotten what it's like to be men. We don't know how to fill our roles in the home. We don't know how to fill our roles in society. Most of us want to be manly. Many of us want to be strong and capable and respected. And how the hell can we do that if we don't even respect ourselves? We don't even know what it is to be a man. If you were to stop any man on the street today and say, what is it to be a man? Chances are he'd say something like, well, you know, to be a man is to be strong and respected, you know, or brave or something like that. I don't know. We constantly have emasculated ourselves in order to fit in with the societal norms that are expected of us today. And the term toxic masculinity has really taken a hold. And it's like casually thrown around a lot in society today. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what that term means. I have no idea what toxic masculinity means. I'm going to tell you this right now, gentlemen. There are toxic men. There are toxic women. There is no such thing as toxic masculinity. Masculinity is the cure to what is going on with men today. It is not the problem. It is the cure. How can we never hear the term toxic femininity, by the way? I don't know. At any rate, I hear that term from both men and from women, and I don't know what it means. So we just need to get rid of that term, stop using it, reject its usage. You know, over the last century, the role of women has changed greatly. And I think that it has changed for the better. I think it's not only their roles are better, but I think society is way better off for the expanded and more respected and more admired roles of women in our society. That they have, you know, in our minds as men, they've come out into the workforce and they've really changed the game of how it is. And I think that that's great. Unfortunately, we as men were largely confused with these new expanded roles of women, we are largely confused about what our roles are as men. And it's time for an upgrade. We've got these old, outdated ideas of what it is to be a man and what it is to be manly or whatever, however you want to call it. We've got these old ideas of what it is to be a man, and they are exactly that. They are outdated, gentlemen. It is time for us to upgrade what it is that we want to do. 
You can call it whatever you want. You can call it manliness 2.0. You can call it manhood plus. You can call it masculinity redefined if you want. I don't care what you want to call it. We need an upgrade. And it is time for us to upgrade to manliness 2.0. It is time for us to become paladins. Okay, so that brings us to the term. Like, what exactly is a paladin? Well, a paladin, if you were to look it up, on the internet. You could find it a dozen definitions probably. The one that you're going to come off with the most often is going to be one of the 12 peers of King Charlemagne's court. And King Charlemagne was uh, this medieval French king. Um, and anyway, kind of like King Arthur, right? And the paladins of his court were like the knights of the round table of King Arthur's court, to give you like a comparison. That really doesn't tell you a whole lot. The French word paladin means warrior, right? Uh, that's still really not quite enough because we could just call ourselves, you know, the warrior society or something like that. But instead we've got, we're going to follow something called the paladin code. As time has gone on, paladin, the term paladin, has come to define itself as any heroic or chivalrous person, especially one who champions a cause. And I got to tell you, gentlemen, when I read that term, that was it. I was just like enthralled by this by this term. And so I started coming up with with how how can I teach men? How can I jump on this journey myself to become a paladin? How can I become the man that I want to be? Got to give it a definition. And I've settled on Paladin. And that's where we are. Some of you might be old enough to remember a TV show back in the 1960s. Um, it was called Have Gun, Will Travel. And Richard Boone played a character on that show, the main character on that show. And his name, he was known simply as Paladin. Right? And he was basically a gun for hire. and he But he would do good things. So like He was like a, a Robin Hood of the Old West, right? Except he was a hired gun. Um, and then gamers lately have adopted this term, Paladin. Um, there's an online game called Paladins, Champions of the Realm. Never played it, don't know anything about it. But the term, the definition, a heroic or chivalrous person, one who champions a cause, that is our rallying cry. That is where we're going to plant our flag, gentlemen. That is where we belong. We will become heroes. We will become chivalrous. And we will champion a cause. What cause is that going to be? Well, we need to stand up and we need to champion the cause of men. We need to stand firm in our values. We need to stand firm in our ethics. And we need men living a mission-driven life. So... You're thinking to yourself probably like, okay, well, what what values, what morals are you talking about? What ethics? Like, I don't know if I want to subscribe to this. They're yours. They're yours to define. That is what it is. We are men. We are champions to defend a cause. And that cause is the one that you define that is worth dying for, gentlemen. That is the cause that you will champion, the one that you would rather die than sacrifice.
We are all seeking respect, are we not? How can we expect to receive respect if we don't even respect ourselves? How can we respect ourselves if we don't even know what we stand for? Deep down inside, every man asks himself a question. Do I have what it takes? That is the question that is deepest in your soul. That is what you want to know. If you think about it, gentlemen, you're going to know that I'm correct. Every man wants to know, do I have what it takes? Values, ethics, morals, a mission-driven life. That is what will bring us the respect that we not only want, but that we should deserve. And we only deserve it, though, if we earn it, right? You only get what you earn. That is the way that life is. These are nothing new. These have been around for eons. They've been around for millennia. They've been around for thousands of years, right? And morals and respect and all of that stuff. We're trying to find like all of these hacks to reach this apex of our lives. We are trying to find all of these little shortcuts to get there. And there are no shortcuts. There's just none. There are no shortcuts in life. And if you want to reach this apex of becoming a paladino, of the brotherhood of the paladin, there are no shortcuts to get there. You're not going to get there at all. When you decide that there are no shortcuts and you decide that this is a long haul and you decide that this is what I have to do to become a real man, that's when you know that you do have what it takes. And you know that you have what it takes because you have made that decision to take a step. Then you can start identifying your values. Then you can start identifying your ethics. Then you can start identifying your morals. And then you can start leading a mission-driven life. I'd like to know who is out there that is listening, that has written a mission statement for your life. Probably every company that you can find, every company in America, and probably the company that you work for, if you work for a company, has a mission statement. They have outlined what is important to the company. The leaders of this company will refer to their mission statement when it comes time to make a decision about the business. They want to make sure that it is in line with what their original mission is or was. And sometimes we have to revise our mission statement. If you have never written down a mission statement, I would love for you to go out there, pull out a journal, and just write down, identify what your mission statement is. When you write down your mission statement, you write down what your values are. You identify in your mission statement what is important to you. And when you start identifying what is important to you, then you know how to build what your ethics are and to what your morals are. What is right for you, and what is wrong for you, and what is in line for your mission. You have to find it. Maybe we can help each other get there. Maybe we can help each other figure out what that is. And we can go on this journey together. But ultimately, 
it's going to be you that defines what your mission is. So the Paladin Code is like a summary of different um, is a summary of some different ancient texts that have come together. We'll be pulling from some old books. We'll be pulling from the Bible. We'll be pulling from um, other religious texts. We will be pulling from the Bushido, which is uh, Way of the Warrior, or the Samurai Code. Uh, we'll be pulling from you know the Knights of the Crusades. There are so many things that we have to pull from, and we can identify what it is to be a man. I have adopted... Uh, a logo for our group. And the logo has what's called a Maltese cross on it. If you see the words, the Paladin Code, and behind it is a eight-pointed cross that has four V-shaped arrows that converge on a center. And that's called a Maltese cross. And these eight points were adopted by the Knights of the Crusades, the Knights um, Hospitaller. And I, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. The military arm of the Catholic Church uh, that was um, headquartered in Jerusalem and they were part of the Crusades. I believe that the, the knights adopted this Maltese cross symbol as their rallying point because it represented the eight obligations of the knights. One was being truthful, another having faith, uh, repentance of sins, humility, justice, showing mercy, being wholehearted, and endurance of persecution. I believe that that's why the knights adopted that symbol is because of those eight points, because it reminded them of who they were. The samurai, half a world away in the same time, in the medieval times, uh, right around the 16th century or so, started adopting um, something called Bushido, or Way of the Warrior. Uh, in 1900, um, Notobi Inazo wrote a book called Bushido, The Soul of Japan. And he explored the ways of the samurai, uh, which had, to give you a little history, had disbanded about 25 years prior to his writing of this book. And he identified seven virtues uh, that were most respected uh, by his home nation of the samurai. And they were righteousness, courage, benevolence, politeness, sincerity, honor, and loyalty. As a side note, I have to say, the politeness one is a little strange to me because any commoner in Japan who showed uh, disrespect to a samurai uh, could be immediately executed by the samurai. So I'm not quite sure about the politeness one. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, those were the seven virtues. So these two lists, the seven virtues and the eight obligations, they're not that dissimilar. So I put together a list of eight points of living a life of meaning and influence. And these are the tenets of the Paladin Code. Righteousness, courageousness, compassion and respect, honesty and truth, honor, duty, and loyalty, self-control and discipline, diligence 
and perseverance. And finally, wisdom. I believe that if we can reach these eight points, if we can strive to be as perfect as we can in these eight points, wow. Just think of the influence that you could have on the world. Think of the influence that you could have on your family. Think of the influence that you would have on yourself. Every good action that you do, gentlemen, begets another good action. Everything that you can do on these eight points, everything that you strive to do makes you a better man. So every time you strive to be better, you become a paladino, right? A paladino is a member of the brotherhood of the paladin code. Learn these points. Live by these points. And they can be your guideposts in every action. These points can change your thoughts. And when you change your thoughts, you change your words. When you change your words, you change your actions. Change your actions, and you can change your life. Change your life, you can change the world. Adopt these points as your creed. We will learn them as we go. This will be part of our journey. We will explore them. We will talk about them. We will define them in detail. I will identify what they are to me, and you can identify what they are to you. This is the beauty of being a paladino, is that you can follow my lead on this, but you do not have to do exactly as I do. You are in charge of your own life. I'm not in charge of it. You can identify what's important to you, what is worth standing up for, what is worth dying for. You determine the hill where you want to plant your flag and defend it to the death. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Paladin Code. Join us in our Facebook group, The Paladin Code, to learn more. You can follow on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also listen to us on our sister podcast, The Power to Be You, in which I host with my wife, Tanya. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.